everybody. Welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. Uh, do support those. Support us. We appreciate it very much. And uh, check out the streaming show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Drew.tv, 3 o'clock Pacific time, and of course, After Dark, which I need to get Arden Marin on also. Yes, sir. Do you know After Dark over at your mom's house? No. With, with Tom Segura and his wife, Christina oh, P. Oh, that's you, I love her. You, I love well, her. Well, if you ever go to Austin, please let I, me know. I was there literally all weekend last weekend. Fuck. <laughs> So, Next time. Yeah, it's, it, we have to kind of plan it ahead because I okay. have to go there and sort of meet you there. Do you have a place in Austin? We do not, but they have a huge studio That's there. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Have you seen any of your mom's house stuff and do Bears One Cave with Bert, Bert Kreischer? I love Bert. Yes. So you would fit right into I that world. Trust me. I love that. So, okay. So where shall we start this? Talk to me. Uh, it's it's We know each other from... Back in the day, back in the day, I, I did. I, I think I was on Med TV when I came on. Correct. Yeah. And back then, Adam and I was doing. We're doing Loveline on MTV. Yep. And you guys would come in. Yeah. At least once a year, usually yes. towards the end of your season, because it was on the same set. Yes. Same studio. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And you would announce every year. We're canceled. This yeah. is it. This is the last By year. The way, we're done. I, I when the writers' strike happened. I remember just thinking I was at the time getting married, which I'm no longer married. But, oh, like, oh, <laughs> but, but I remember I was planning a wedding that I had committed to pay quite a bit for. And I was like, there's no way Mad TV is going to make it through a writer's strike. I made f- fiscal decisions and there is like absolute and somehow we just kept going. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've become pretty good friends with Bobby Lee. I love that. Yeah. What a rascal. Rascal. And I always give him shit about the time. Who was who was the wait a minute. The, who did whose face did he sit on and fart on her face and it caused a scandal. I mean, I can't even to be honest with it you that was, didn't even register for me cuz I've seen him do, like that's to me that's nothing. Like that I'm so numb the idea that that would be a scandal yeah, okay, is got it. so low on the priority list. Yeah. So he's a Crystal real Flanagan. Yeah, oh my Crystal God. Crystal. Yes, oh, yes. There's no way she would be mad about that. Well, it, it made pals. her cry. It made her cry. It was, <laughs> he was he really let one go. <laughs> I saw I I I heard he put an Alka-Seltzer tab up his ass as like a dare with uh, with Ike Barinholtz and Katie Levine to see what what would actually like happen and apparently like it rocketed out of his ass <laughs> and then and like with a little pee apparently like a little piece of his intestine came out oh, he, and he was, prolapsed he prolapsed Holy like a little shit. piece of his intestine it rocketed out and he like it was again I don't think in 2023 you could thank you for this tidbit of Bobby Lee history because I yeah. will use it I assure Please. you yeah. I, the, the history is so replete with craziness it's hard to pick out the little joyous elements and like he, this there's something about Bobby Lee that he's so adorable. Yes, yes. It's hard. You cannot hold a grudge at Bobby Lee. I had a really funny <laughs> moment with him and his ex-wife, and she was talking about the first time. I don't know if this will, as a story, will play the way it did in the moment. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she goes, you know, first time we had sex, I was I was a fan of Bobby Lee, and I was thinking, holy shit, Bob's, Bobby Lee's inside of me. And I thought, yeah, same thing for me. I had the same exact experience <laughs> when I met Bobby. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's exactly right. He's going to get inside of you. Bobby <laughs> Lee. Bobby Lee. So uh, so let's talk about what's upcoming for you. Okay. You're going to be in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I want to hear about because I'm jealous that you got to do that. It was exciting. I bet. Uh, Jen Kirkman used to do some of the writing or coaching I for this. I love her. I do too. And she won't return my phone calls anymore. And I don't know what it is. She's not performing anymore. She's not doing stand up at all. I, I don't. I don't care. She's my, she was a friend. I know. And it's like weird. People have gotten very weird camps and feelings and stuff that are oh, not. I, okay. I think. I think. Why else not respond? You know what? I, I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I can't speak I, for her. I can't may, even imagine. It, it, some, some people will exclude me just by virtue of being friends and part of Adam Carolla. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, literally. Look, I'm a, or, I'm or, a, or something I said, and I would love to know I have that adjusted if I said something wrong. Or, I'm a very loose, loosey-goose gal. Me. I don't know. I, I try not to get into any kind of I, – I try just to stay out of any feud and just sort of go go with who I enjoy being around. I, I think that's wise. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to be. Yeah. Where we've always been. Yeah. <laughs> Call me crazy. Uh, okay. And so you'll be live in New York April 14th. Yes. Hopefully – 
Will this be out by then? I'm hoping, Gary. Yes, this should be. We'll try. Sure. To, okay. Uh, <laughs> Union lies. Hall stand up. No, not lies. I can do anything I want. I can make this come out by then. <laughs> Good. Scary. No April, doubt. <laughs> April 15th, Bell House with your podcast. Yeah. So you're going to do the podcast at the Bell House. Yeah. So the 14th is at Union Hall is stand up. Where is Union Hall? Is it Union Square? It's, it's in Brooklyn. It's uh, really. So they're sort of like sister. They're, sis, they're owned by the same person. Mm. So they're great spaces. Uh, Union Hall is where I'm doing stand up. Bell House, I'm doing the live podcast. Go to Rose Podcast. Dot vodka. Elegant. I wanted that website the worst and I couldn't get it. By the way, can I just say we built dot com and then I hate there's a, a, a there's a website company. We bought the domain and then like somehow they didn't register it. And then over the weekend, like we built the whole thing. Somebody snuck in and got it, and then they were like, "Well, dot vodka is available." We're Can like, I just say this is way better? <laughs> it's just way, way more entertaining. Vodka's like we're like that's an option, <laughs> and that doesn't cost more. Yeah, we want dot vodka, obviously. That's so. What funny. am I a monster? And that's then, the best web address I've ever heard. I will I know, never, right? I will I'll never, never forget, forget it. Yeah, I'll never forget it. I know my brother is a CEO, and I talk about the Bachelor, and the podcast is dot vodka. <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) As someone who's consumed a little Bachelor, I think vodka fits. And then... Brittany, the cheerleader in Jody. Tell me about that. So it's uh, the rebooting Daria, that the show that was on in the, the the MTV show. Tracy Ellis Ross is rebooting it. She's playing uh, the best friend Jody, the spinoff. But the icon, she was the like the ding Brittany. dong. Brittany, Brittany's Brit- the ding dong. Brittany's the ding dong. She was like the cheerleader. She's like I'm Brittany, so I I'm gonna be Brittany. Congratulations in the, in the reboot. On that. Thank well, you. What happens on Maisel? You know, that's I don't, the extent that you can tell me. Quite honestly, I'm probably not even supposed to say that I'm on it, but I'm so uh. excited to say that I'm on. I mean, all I can just say is this. The sets were the most gorgeous things you've yeah, ever seen. Yeah. Shalhoub is exactly as you want him. Uh, He's an icon. He's a national treasure. you invite me to the set? I'm so mad can at I you. Just say, have you met him before? Uh, I have. We were at a award ceremony. There used to be this fancy. thing called the- No, no, no. Not oh. fancy. I don't. Well, it was fancy, but it was not fancy. It was okay. the Prism Awards for sort of portrayal of drug and alcohol okay. and mental, okay. health, mental health. Mental health. On media. And so he was playing the OCD the detective then. <sighs> Yeah, and so he was, he was, he is not at all like any of the characters. No. He <clears throat> he's very sweet, d- diminutive, quiet, low withdrawn, low key, low key, not withdrawn, low key, kind, generous, sweet. He was a- so he was so good at being Tony Shalhoub. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of extras. Uh, There's a lot of kids on set, mm. and like the parents. Like would go up to him and he'd take a photo with everybody. Of course, that's just him. No Do problem. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And just like elegant. Yes. He's he's how you want your Tony Shalhoub. So you're in scenes with Tony. Are you in scenes with Alex? I'm in scenes with Maisel. Oh, how fun! Yeah, I saw Alex, fun. but I did not. Yeah, so it was. Where's Alex living now? I, I, she used to live in Pasadena, and and, I, and then she's another one I used to be friendly with. And, I think she's not in LA anymore. I think yeah. she. I think I could be. I think she has a house like up. Pacific Northwest. Oh, oh, and that's then, right. She she did have a house up there. And then, then I think she has one in Europe. I think it's like Spain uh, or Portugal or something. What the fuck? I mean, look, when you're family guy, you can do I know, whatever you want. I know, you can, so, when you're Lois, you can do anything you want. I'm so jealous. I mean, she's living the life. She's I, the best God career bless her. ever. God bless her. And killing by it, the way, killing it. This particular, if you guys don't watch Maisel, yeah. I, I'm sorry for geeking out on it, but yeah. it's one of the best little oh, shows on television. So good. Part of it is. <laughs> First of all, I admire Alex, and the acting in it is crazy, and the yes. characters are fantastic, yes. and they just deliver. I'm also gay. Yeah, sure, in, obviously. In, yeah, I'm the straightest. I'm the gayest obviously. straight man in the world. You don't have to tell so, me twice. And so, and so, <laughs> and so the 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 sort of throwback to a musical comedy oh, era sort of like yeah, speaks to me. So I grew up, but we my town was so rural. All, all we had was like Busby Berkeley musicals. Right. Play. So in yes. my mind, I'm like, I want to be in like entertainment. I wanted to be like a 1940s cigarette girl at the Rainbow Room. You know what I mean? I wanted to be in like 42nd Street, like a tap dancer, black and white movie, like the thin man. I, there was no concept of like actual current pop culture. That was am, I, am I, is the thin man music playing in my head? Da, 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 da. Thin man music. With Myrtle It's hard Lloyd. to do it with. Uh, so good. Da, 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 so relatable. Da, so current. Da, 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 da. Thin man kills in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But uh, so do you do any theater performing other than stand up? I've done a bunch of like straight plays in New York, which has been fun. I would mean dreamland. I'd love to be in a musical, obviously. They are doing so many so, so-called um, stunt I casting. I would love I've been to. begging them to put me as the uh, lawyer in 
Chicago. I mean, that would be and it'd be so fun, dude. And then you should do oh, uh, what's her name, Roxy. Roxy, are you and, kidding me? I would kill dude, Roxy. Let's, let's put that in as a. I as would a, kill Roxy. You would kill Roxy. I know that. Obviously, let's put in as a as a. We should put a, re- a, be- a begging request. Yeah. <laughs> we want to be on together. No, I've done a few oh my plays God. in would the that public. Would that be insane? Yeah. Who do we want as uh, the other one? Ooh, who do we want as the uh, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, that played by in the movie, um, married to. You know, Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, yeah. Who do we want? We want uh, Sofia Vergara. <laughs> <laughs> she would be good. I'm. Just, I just thought us. You know, might. Oh, what's her name? I'm gonna think of it in a second. But, okay. but there are a lot of other people we could put in there. Yeah, so it, <coughs> Mira I, Savina. Oh, she would be great. Wouldn't she be interesting? She would in that? be so. I mean, and she's a very lovely woman. I've talked to her a couple times. And she is beyond super and, talented, and probably can sing. Her dad was my her dad and I sang opera together one time. Wild. Yeah, he, that's so cool. Paul, what a great guy. Also, where did you grow up? Pasadena. Yeah, you did. Yes, that's how you do it. So where, where were you? <laughs> Little Compton, Rhode Island. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tiny. That's tiny. You didn't you you didn't say it the way Rhode Islanders normally say it. Rhode Island. You said Rhode Island. Rhode which, Island. Yes. I know. I was actually my um my boyfriend is from grew up in Austin. I cannot believe how I say the words. I know you say orange. I'm like orange. It was your orange. She said, "Go to the horror movie." <laughs> it's horror, 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 orange. It's horror. It's a horror movie. It's the orange juice. Yes. Yes. How do you say that? Orange. Liar. Orange. Horror. Orange. We, we swallow it fully. Horror. I remember the first time I heard orange. I orange. was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So, was it my mother screaming I, at you? <laughs> I know. I think of it more as a mid-Atlantic thing than okay. New England. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's how I say it. Yeah, but yeah. Rhode Island is its own special little oh, thing. Oh, Rhode Island is insane. How's your yeah. mother? Get over here. And I, I've spoken there a couple times with some of those schools. There are a bunch of little schools. But the first thing that jumped out at me about Rhode Island <laughs> uh-huh. is that the whole thing is around a bay. Oh, yeah. And you don't really know that. The rest of the country doesn't know that it's all water. The whole it has bay. more miles of coastline, I think, that like because like, it's so many little inlets. Yes. Even though it's the tiniest. It looks so tiny. Yeah. And you think, well, how could it all be water and yeah. still be a state? You can't. And it takes forever to get everywhere because you've got to go in and out and around like bridges and stuff mm-hmm. to get to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. That's where I grew up. Lo- I love doing it. I went to college in England. Where'd you, you, you go? Amherst and yeah, Western you Massachusetts. Yeah, you Must be nice. Must be real nice. It was intense. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And it was all wasted on me because I was so profoundly depressed during all college I was depressed in college. Mm-hmm. I was I was probably Mm, I've, been, I've been severely depressed twice. That was one of them. Where were you? Uh, Colorado College. It's, mm, it's, it's a great, it's liberal a great, arts it's school. It's a great school. Speaking of, must be nice. It was. That's it was, very similar to where I went. Very yes, similar thing. I I was. Despondent. People don't know about that, especially back in the day when we yeah. would have been attending. These were like, whoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. These very good, desirable schools. Very desirable schools, and I would have never been lower. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's something about those. Well, first of all, they're kicking your ass twenty four seven. Yeah, you have to study five six hours a night, no matter what. Yes, uh, and socially, it's all weird because it's small and everyone's busy <sighs> with their shit and and, and prone not just to clicks but to outrageous sort of movements that blow across the campus. Yes, and yeah. And I would imagine as like a guy interested in like. Anything therapy and anything stuff. other anything other than lacrosse? biochemistry or lacrosse, <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. In tr- and I by would... the way, I spent a year drifting. I spent a, I got out because I was like, oh, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready for this. Yeah. And during that year, did music and theater and things like that. That's and, interesting. Uh, was in a production. Oh my god. I knew I wanted to talk to you. Tell me <laughs> so, everything. So I did a production. No, uh, uh-uh. I, I did. I was thinking we might take calls. Yeah, Drew was like, let's take calls maybe with Arden. And I said, like, uh-uh. I think we might have something, a lot to talk about. So okay, okay, like, okay. So, okay, Gary. No this calls. is too much fun. Too much, Gary. By the way, all my friends are from Long Island, and the way you say Gary is the way all my friends say yeah. Gary. By the way, I have Uncle Gary in Long Island right now. But Killing it, Long thriving. Island and Rhode Island, are, or that's from there. Yeah. We say Rhode Island, Long Island. Long Island says water, basketball. Water. Draw. 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 Or draw. So you keep drawer. Draw. Yeah. draw. Yeah, Draw. basketball, water. <laughs> Shopify, the commerce platform that is revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide, covers every sales channel from in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. 
Shopify is packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. What's remarkable is Shopify, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Drew. It's all lowercase, Drew. Go to shopify.com slash Drew to take your business to the next level today. One more time, shopify.com slash Drew. That's D-R-E-W, all lowercase. So in 1977, the spring, I was in a production of Godspell. I just found out that... uh, (laughs) Stop bragging. (laughs) And I just found out that that, um, Gilda Radner started her career in Toronto with the same... I believe Martin Short and Paul Schaefer. Same production. Okay, wait. Isn't that incredible? I didn't know that until like a month ago. Have you listened to... I don't know. If you haven't heard Martin Short's episode of Smartless... No. Oh, he I talks mean, about that era. Yeah, yeah. I've so, seen him. I saw him. I watched a documentary about Gilda Radner, and he was interviewed at length in it. I saw that. Yeah, and he was. It was I very fascinating to me. I was She's like, "Holy shit!" And, and uh, but the reason it had more substantial meaning to me is that cast has recently reunited, like a year ago, and we've become like these fast friends. And it's so funny. It was su- such fast friends that and, – and some of them had these incredibly interesting – all of them had these incredibly interesting careers. And most of them were still kind of performers and stuff or musicians and just, just where, incredibly where talented Where was this people. production? Um, Amherst College in 1977. Okay. What was your song? Uh, uh, Father, Hear Thy Children's Call. How does it go? Uh, Start Father, it. Father, hear thy children's call. Humbly at thy feet we fall. Uh, we Hear Thee. It's called Hear Thee. It's okay. the very last song in the, in the thing. How? Give me another big gospel, Godspell song. Oh, uh, Bless the Lord. How does it go? Oh, bless the Lord, my soul. Oh, oh bless, bless the Lord, my soul. Yeah. Or um, all things good around us are blessed by heaven above. Something like I that. I feel like if you put on the album. You'd know everything. Because it, it, it rang through the 70s like goofy. But in any event, stop, stop with my gayness. Talk stop to it. Me. Stop it. Here for it. Um, you know, I went to the Wadi Rum stop. Desert. I can't stop. I stopped, went to the Wadi Rum Desert recently and yeah. did this special forces thing where yes. we were all – I ended up in the hospital in a very short period of time. Stop bragging. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> I've said what I've said so far. You, you get a sense of it. Um, so that group got so bonded up in yeah. the in the trauma of the special forces training because right. we were not even really aware we were on TV. I mean, we were just being just beaten up by the special forces officers wow. in 120 degree. Was that fun? In 120 degree desert in, in the Middle East. And it was, yeah, life-changing, kind of amazing. But we got super bonded up, this group. And it's funny. We had a little reunion where I hosted – like three quarters of the cast, uh, sort of in a recap that they yeah. used as promotional material, and a couple of the gospel staff went, "I see how you're looking at each other." I thought we were the special people. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that funny? They were feeling jealous. Jealous they because were feeling jealous. because we had this incredible bond had that bond. had had gone throughout our yeah, life, and we right. we captured it. And right. here were these Johnny Come Latelys yeah, in the desert. Like, Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> you're this cheating. Is, you're cheating. Made me feel like I was cheating. It was hysterical. By the way, you know what? When mm. I, I there's certain there's certain jobs I've had where I've gotten very close to certain cast members. Yeah. and when they when I see them on Instagram. Bonding with new cast members, I get a little jealous. It's so weird. I get a little jealous. I have that. They're just my yeah. pals, and I'm like, that's my friend. Yes. That's my friend. And I'm a little you jealous know what it tells that you're you, on location. You, you, but you know what it tells you. First of all, you're, you're jealous of the whole – people don't understand when you're on a set, you're in sort of an idealized environment yeah. and an intense environment. Sure. It's like summer you're, camp for adults. It, the lights, the cameras, the intensity, the feelings yeah. you're being asked to have, it's, yes. it's a thing. Yes. And people have to be careful of their boundaries in those settings where yes. all kinds of shit can happen. Yes. And, and so um, people don't appreciate that. I, I get it. I get yes. what that is. Uh, it really means, A, 
you need to get another job and go go work. That's part of it. Part, but B, you need to contact those people and say hi. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm still very close with. There's certain. There's a few gals that you know. I'll be very honest with you. There's, oh, I only expect that. <laughs> there's one person who I, I we went through a very bonding. There was a lot that happened on this series, and it was a very bonding thing with this gal. And um, did you have sex? No, 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 no. It was I had lost my mom. That was I had lost my. I was really asking that question, which would be exciting. No, I no, I had lost my mom, and she was there when I found out. And so, so we'd really we were very tight, and and the person that she was befriending on this new set. Her name is almost my name. So it's like, it's almost, it's like Amy Mayrot. Like, it's like the equivalent of it. Look, it's spelled almost exactly the same. How could she? And it's like a quirky, funny gal. Uh. And I think the name is literally almost identical to my name. And there was something about like, we'd been, she'd really been there for me. <laughs> it's just like, what a that's, bitch. That's that my bitch. friend. She's, that she's bitch, cheating on you. That's yep. my friend. Yep. Now, yeah. who do you blame? Amy or your friend? I blame, I blame. Amy. Uh, see, of course. That <laughs> is not friend, that is not the way a male it. brain works. My friend can't help it. She's just a good friend. Everybody likes her. Oh, yeah. man, that is not the way the yeah. male brain works I, at bring, all. I blame Amy. All right, fair enough. Uh, but back to boundaries. So yes. you and I used to talk a lot about – you remember you used to talk a lot about codependency yes. and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. Um, and I did not know the chapter about marriage and, I guess, divorce. Yes. Yeah. What's going on there? Um, we were together a really, you know, we, I got COVIDed. I it, the pandemic, it was. I mean, to be honest, you know, a lot life happens, and so like I, it was literally my dad died, my mom died, the pandemic happened, and it Ugh. was it was back to back. Let's stop. Let's stop there. How do you feel about the pandemic? Looking back, and forget the the cost and the relationship and all. But oh. do, do you have resentments? Are you angry? No, no, I'm angry. You're angry. I'm not they didn't need to do that to us, especially in California. Oh, they, they hurt people badly oh, oh. for no good reason, oh, as far think, as I can tell. Oh, I was thinking about just like the. I mean, I. You know what? Honestly, I think I'd been so. I'd been knocked off my logs. Like my dad was sick forever. My mom just dropped dead making breakfast a year later, mm. and then my husband, my ex, like his eyes went black like the day the pandemic started and he, they never went they never turned back on and what it was just i think what do you mean he i mean well you had a stroke you mean no, actually he couldn't no, no, see no no he like he like he became like a different person he's like literally something shifted he, that his rea- he felt s- so confined and oh, yeah. i think so for me, I feel bad for him. Me too. Yeah. No, and, and I think. Um, Does he a performer or anything? No. No. And I think for me, I had been gone. I had been on location. Like my dad died, episode one, season one of a show, and then my mom died, episode one, season two, mm-hmm. and so it was literally like Wait, back which show, to back. Can you say? Insatiable. Oh yeah, yeah. So then. I was actually in a weird – I mean – Isn't Sarah Colonna Unsatiable too? Yeah. Do you, are you friends with Sarah? Love Sarah. Yeah. She's a good friend. So I don't – I guess I didn't know – I mean in the beginning I didn't – you know, we didn't In think, fact, you should do Juicy Scoop with uh, Heather McDonald. With Heather. I'm doing her next week. I'll, oh, that's I'll bring fun. it up. I'll bring you up. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or is that – are you a competitor? No. Your thing. Okay. Your, no, no. So I just do Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, none of us knew how long it was going to last. So I was at, I was actually just like, oh, okay, I, I get to be home because that filmed in Atlanta. Mm. So in the beginning, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't unhappy to be in my house and because there's so much had happened. I wasn't, you know, I, you know, I still like they died and then I was in an Airbnb for an entire season, mm. two years in a row. So mm. I at first I for me, I wasn't sad to be home okay. for a little bit. Well, for uh, a little bit, I, I I I'll excuse anything for a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? When people were trying to figure shit out. I, right. I get it. It was tough. So but he immediately went went dark. I mean yeah, he did. No, he started so and, and again when it happened, I was like, okay, well, I didn't know. I was like, well, we've never had anything like this. So like, maybe this is how he reacts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, life is long and complicated. But that that was – it was just very bizarre because it was all – when you're not hanging out with anyone else, you're not going out to restaurants, you're not doing your hobby, you're not going to work, you're not having dinner, you're not even going just to like a gym class. Yeah. yeah. So that was a very weird – it was a very weird thing to have – 
a shift where nobody saw that it was happening and and I and I kept I couldn't figure out if it was just normal for the pandemic and everybody reacts differently or if there was like a bigger problem. Mm. So that for me, it's hard for, for me to separate it. Like that was what my that pandemic. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for you, but I'm sorry Thank for him. You. I'm me sorry too. he got put through. I mean, that's yeah. Fuck, this, it makes me so angry. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. No, that's sort of where I'm at. The fact that, that, that they no regard for people's mental health, relationships, yeah. economics, anything. Just fucking put it. Go away. Stand. Shelter in place. Oh, my God. It was a long time. Ooh, California. Well, and I think we all – I mean, and there was also, I think, for everybody, like a period of mm. – once we all got kind of let back out, there was, I'm sure, a period of like we were all almost like astronauts that had been out in orbit in our own little pods. Yes. And then there's like that weird reentry of learning how to like play with the other kids in the sandbox again. And, and I'm noticing – Absolutely true. Yeah, and, and and it's and also re- readjusting to gravity. It feels yeah. like that <laughs> kind of right. And, and I think I'm seeing, I'm experiencing social hunger. Interesting. Like I, I'm. You want to go hang out? I want to. Yes, I'm going to see people. I wanna, I, I'm just. That's so fun. It is fun, but, you, but then it's not. I, I'm having some. Something's not quite right with it because it's sometimes unsatisfying. When it's unsatisfying, I'm devastated. Right. So it's weird. So there's Very like a weird. hole. There's something that needs to get filled a little bit. Uh, a, a social thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and too much screens and too much digital content yeah. and that kind of thing. And so have you been backing yeah. off the digital like no, the screens? No, I've had to jack it up because I'm sort of making my living that way now. Right. And, and it's and it's just disgusting. Some You're of feeling itchy, scratchy. I, I, it's you know what it is it's just all these tectonic plates are shifting yeah. and I don't like it and it's and it's troubling yeah. and it's upsetting and yeah and it's just something we got to go through I guess I understand line, so. that but but I do have immense value in social connection oh. it's one reason you're here because yeah. I was like I just I know I, I needed to be face to face well it's because I and it's just sick that of course it has to be on microphone <laughs> but but that's the only way you can find yeah, time to do all this that's stuff true. but but okay but but I just. I'm reaching out to everybody. That's yeah. why, like Jen and and Alex and stuff yes. like that, bothers me. I, I want right. you know, I want everyone to be back and in, in in the same. You don't have to have the same beliefs and everything. Yeah. And vote differently. I don't care. Yeah. Let's just be together. Jen is in New York. I know, but yeah, I'm gonna find her. She got. She literally got rid of all of her stuff. She had a thing like come take my. She just got rid of everything here, and she, so she, I don't think she's here very often. So Maisel was a good experience. Yeah, all told, and. and um, Oh, I can't wait to see what this is. Kids around. What's going on? Was that kids in the Maisel family? I can't. Okay, I'm not, I'm can't not say. even supposed to be saying I'm on it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but back to our, our our shared love for that era. Yeah. It really does a great job of sort of bringing that all yeah. in, a, in a stylized way back. And I know some people are driven crazy by it. They don't like that. I loved it's, it. I, I do too. I was just like, wow. Just, I mean, just even looking at like the extras and and the the locations that they find. Like, it wasn't on a set. It was in this beautiful building, and like, just just like the crew was so great. And the hair. Well, you're in the Maisel household. It was. I re- know you're in the Upper West Side. There in the Maisel household. I know for sure now because because <laughs> they're in those buildings around the nineties <laughs> hundred. <laughs> it was really a very cool. It was very. I'd never been in something, and it it was fun to be in the machine of it, you know. I bet. And I was like, "Is this it? Last season? We know this is the last season. Oh, that's a hard yeah, for me, so. yeah." All right, so let's go back to boundaries and codependency. Yeah, Why was that been an issue for you? I mean, I grew, my dad is an alcoholic, and I was, you know, the person I was closer with is my mom, who is the most wonderful, untreated Al-Anon, who just completely. You know, don't rock the boat. You know, everybody danced around the alcoholic and like, you know, you're mean if. And I also think she was of the era that like that's just sort of. Well, her dad must be alcoholic. No, her dad was the sweetest can be. Mom alcoholic. No. What? She had her heart broken and by her college boyfriend who was a sweet pea and she thought she was going to be like an old maid at 24 <laughs> and my dad was fun and kind of wild. Oh. They married on a dare Oh, and they worked together and what should have been like a fun fling, you know, it was like, oh, I think probably the wildest thing she ever did and he was like, it was the dare was like, because they got for vacation time. And he's like, I'll take us down to like South America for a month and then we'll come back and we'll get it annulled. For a month. And then she was like, 
she accepted the dare, but Come she was like, "Fly with me, we'll yeah. fly, we'll fly." She's like, away. "I don't want to, I don't want to get it annulled." That was her call. Oh, she wanted to be married. Mm. So, um, and I think he was kind of fun and glamorous, and so I think her heart had been broken, and she thought, "What was the work they were doing?" It was in, it was on Wall Street. She was like, it was like Mad Men. She was getting chased around her desk by her boss. And was it ad revenue, ad uh, business? Or no, no, it was Wall, Wall Street, Street finance, that era. Yeah, but same, I mean, a little, I guess, a little older. I mean, a little like more current, but like, yeah, she. But she, same sort of vibe. dynamics yeah. with women. Yeah, Jeez. and so I think, I think it was sort of like. Fuck you to the guy that broke her heart. Like I'm gonna like the nice guy didn't pan out. Who's were, were her parents objecting to this? They didn't know it was a dare. They met him as her fiance. And did they not like him? Because that that will glue people together. Pretty. I good. mean, there was so waspy New England that they wouldn't say. They were also Rhode Island. They were they were they were in Queens and Long Island. They were mm-hmm. like they were you know very they were very. Like, leave it to Beaver. Uh, and, like, I think she was her – he was the rebellion. And I think her heart was broken. And sometimes we do things to, like, show, like, well, I'm fine. We've all had a revenge. Like, I'm sure people on social media, if you get your heart broken now, you can't wait to put a picture of you with somebody sexy on your Instagram page or whatever. But you're right. People take their acting out yeah. a little too far She committed sometimes. to it. She committed to it. She got married to it. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I think everyone knows that I'm a fan of therapy, and my goodness, with BetterHelp, you no longer have any excuses. It's so easy. It's so available, and a lot of people use stigma as an excuse, no longer an excuse. You're not going to run into anybody. You're not going to you know, have to wait in a waiting room, nothing like that. And of course, therapy is about deepening your self-awareness and understanding of yourself. BetterHelp helps you connect with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery. I myself have been a patient in therapy, of course, and I've been with many people, referred people to BetterHelp, family, friends, patients. I've been very pleased with the services they provide. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And as I said, all online, so no longer any stigma nonsense. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drew today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drew. And how many siblings do you have? I have one older brother. She wanted four kids. He wanted zero. So they had two. <laughs> so I come by it honestly. I come by it honestly. She was Mary Poppins. He was like Keith Richards with no musical talent. Were you? <laughs> oh, my God. There's yeah. a great there's a great oh, – Gary's not in there right now. There's a great documentary you would love. They actually made a, a – um, shit. They made a scripted series out of this about this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the the child opens it up with his dad, who's a rock star in the eighties, yeah. and it said, "My mom thought it was a good idea to marry this guy." That's exactly. <laughs> and, it. and then it became the antics ensued. That's. I mean, it's truly. <laughs> thankfully, she did all the heavy lifting, but like he still lived in the house. Mm. So, so and like nobody ever talked about it. You know what I mean? The alcoholism. Yeah. Was it bad? Yeah. Okay. Did he die of it? I mean, what did he die of? Eventually, if it, he was a dry drunk and like ate his way to die. I mean, what didn't he die of? You know what I mean? Like heart. Like was he smoker too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So but but he quit all that. He was a dry. His but I had to say goodbye to him like four times by the time I was fifteen with like cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> he went to Sierra Tucson in the eighties. Wow. You know what I mean? Like so he he did get sober. Is that how you got into codependency treatment through that treatment? I mean, not then. I was like, still no. Yeah, I was like, they didn't bring you into the family well, I mean, stuff. I was like. Or- I was like, I mean, I did, but we were all like, this is so weird. Absolutely not. I don't ever want to talk about this again. And then you get, you know, you get older and you're like, oh, the common denominator is me. Like, and more, a lot of it was more like in my female friendships where I would have like really terrifying, like fun, cool, terrifying female friends that would sort of like, 
Queen bees, you were the wannabe. Yeah, the not queen wannabe. Bees, the, I was the, like uh, the court the, jester. The, not the jester, but you'd be the like uh, the uh, one of the knights or something. You I was the, the jester. Yeah, it right. was a little bit of like amuse me, clown, you know. And then like <laughs> they were just terrifying, and they would like oh, flirt with my boyfriend. It was just like oh. so. At a certain point, Jesus at a certain point, you're oh like, God. thankfully, I early on I started therapy. I mean, I was like 24. You know, I was like. I, my, I had everything on paper I wanted. I was on a sitcom. I had a place in New York and L.A. I had a boyfriend and I started crying one day and I couldn't stop. And mm. I was like, oh, everything I want I have and I'm still not OK. Mm. So that's when I was like, maybe I should go into therapy. And that was really sort of the beginning of my journey. And then you – did she refer the therapist – female therapist? Female therapist. Uh, referred you to Al-Anon? Well, I can't say that. Because it's anonymous. Oh, <laughs> so you... I so I started doing. Uh, maybe I've been to an Al-Anon meeting here or there. Uh, well, I, and I, you know, I <laughs> Al-Anon is one of the most significant sources of frustration for me because I am ordering family there. Yeah, and they go like five percent of the time. Yes, uh, ever. So I cannot say specifically Al-Anon, but I will say that a, a codependency recovery self uh, mutual will, aid society. I will say that like I have found comfort in being in certain different venues Brooms. of di- that um, a lot of the stuff that I thought was just flawed about me was like oh if you grow up in a situation like this this is a common. And, and it's appropriate. It makes it helps you survive this household. But mm-hmm. then when you take it out into the world, it kind of keeps you isolated or like there's certain things that I thought were just wrong with me. But it's like, oh, no, this is like how this is normal. And this is how you get like got through. And maybe you can put down your shields and like learn how to like do some new things. Mm. And then you can't save anyone. There are no fixer uppers. Mm. People are as is like, you know, I mean, even like when the pandemic happened and like I I had a very happy marriage and um hmm. and I I loved him. How long were you married? We were married 13 years. We oh were together 18 years. Oh. So we had a very happy marriage and I also always really liked him. And it was one of those things where cuz I know sometimes you can tell people love people that they fucking hate. Like yeah. they, so I loved and liked him and and I realized like you know we did couples therapy and he did his own and then he quit and it was like there was a variety of things happening, but I, it was just like, oh, like I, I liked him enough to to sort of let him go on his journey. You know what I mean? It's like I can't force. I know, and I was watching the way the trajectory was going, and and he's actually doing well now. Thank. Yeah. I'm, was I'm, he sort of heading for the door the whole time? I asked. I I was like, you're the one. Like, yeah, you kicked him out the door. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, to me, from my, I felt. It's he, very sad. It's he'd super never sad. been unkind. He was always such a kind no, man. No, I get it. Just sad. Yeah, he he got really kind of unkind to me, mm-hmm. and it was, and again, I'd been through so many. Like, I was just feeling okay after the death of both parents, and mm-hmm. so it was sort of like, and we're in the pandemic, and I have no friends around. So the one person you can't be mean like in my like. I'm not going to live with somebody who's being mean to me, mm-hmm. and um, and I liked him enough to be like. I don't want to dislike you. Mm. And I like myself enough to go, I'd rather I'd rather be alone than live with somebody who's being unkind. I'm still but I'm feeling overwhelming sadness when I think about that. Is that me or am I picking that up from you? Well, it's sadness because Is that your sadness I'm feeling? Probably. I mean, I don't wish I was still I, you know, I believe I still would do it all over again and I believe I had the best run. I mean, I consider that a win, like a happy relationship for 18 years in L.A. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and it's like the best – like I think it was just um, – I didn't see it ending like that. So this this is really pertinent to the conversation of boundaries. The, yes. The, what's happening between you and me right now. Oh, OK. Right? Because I'm having all these feelings. Yeah. And I'm prone to porous boundaries. Me it happens to me. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> and I have learned through lots of treatment to sort of take a minute and go, huh, is that really my feeling? Or no, is I it think her it's me. Feeling? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's – people don't understand what you're talking about with boundaries no. many times. It's an experiential thing where – Well, you have empathy. 
it's empathy, but it's but it has a history of having been, uh, ex, you know, overcoming. Like it overtakes me, and it took a lot of therapy before I could distinguish that, my feelings from a patient's feelings. That has to be hard because you're still a human being. So, like, as a patient or as a as, as a, a therapist, tr- treatment. Yeah, it, it is, and very few. Uh, so it's an asset, yes. right? Because I, I really I feel yeah. everything. It yeah. just comes to me through osmosis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I can use it as an asset, provided I can maintain yeah. a boundary, right? If I don't maintain a boundary, I can't help you. I'm just being overcome by a feeling, right? And I can't even look at it because I can't distinguish your feeling from my feeling, and it's really really difficult. You have to do the work. Well, and a lot I'm, of people don't do it, and still are therapists. I'll tell you, I've done a <laughs> lot of work, and I. St- Still, to the, I mean, even with a lot of years of recovery under my belt, I am still a piece of metal. I'm still, if you get hot, I get hot. If you get yeah. cold, I yeah. still, I. But I consider that, but that can be an asset, is what I, I'm saying. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful, because I, I, I rec- uh, Bob Forrest, you know, the guy I worked with with the glasses. Yeah. And the hat, yeah. He said to me once, he goes, you know, you're the kind of person, there's two kinds of people, people that experience themselves other people first, then themselves. Yeah. And people experience themselves first and then the other person. And he goes, addicts do it, me first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And yeah. so we were reared in environments yeah. where did the you, other. Did you grow up in an addiction? I, not overtly, but I had, you know, a disturbed mom. In that a lot way. of the people I may or may not have helped in my <laughs> life um, grew up not with alcoholism, but with emotional like, abuse. Yeah, yeah. Like, men, like, men particularly when they get emotional abuse, it fucks them up this way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah. It's I. I guess one of the things I when when I am feeling like I'm, I, I try. I'm, I try to in the morning set my course so I can be proactive in my day and not just reactive to mm-hmm. like the I, moods and whims of other people. <laughs> so sometimes if I know I'm going to be in a new environment or something that's like new and scary. Sometimes I'll write out my day in advance, almost like an athlete that's going to play a game. So mm-hmm. I've like sort of already played it out, including the fact that I might get anxious or stuff like that so that I can at least attempt to have my own narrative like and not just get blown by the winds of other people. Sometimes I have to do that if it's a new situation mm-hmm. for me. Look, look, I'm dating for the first time in my adult life. You never dated. I mean, you I just was jumped with, into relationships. No, no. I, I mean, I, I, I was with him most of my adult life. Mm-mm. You know what I mean. So I had one other boyfriend. No, I, I was never a serial dater. I would mm. just rather be alone because I didn't know how to break up with people. So I just like didn't date. That's that much. the boundary thing. Yeah, I didn't know how. But to, you did a good job with your marriage. I did. That, yeah. I did. I could end it cleanly and still like wish him well. Dating is fun if you do it. Oh, it's super fun. Yeah, you just just hanging out and just I have a boyfriend now. Uh, oh, you're not dating anymore. Well, but I did date. I did, uh, you know, it's been a couple of years Okay, since, good. Since I've okay. Been, Fair enough. It's been 3 years. Yeah. So, uh um yes, I have my first uh post uh, divorce uh, we are 8 months in. But I went on a bunch of dates last year. Good. Yeah, I think I I counted. I think I, I I just decided to learn how to date. So I think I went out with 20 people. I had 20 dates. It's about, it's about, it sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I got to. F- Cause it gets exhausting at a certain point. Yes. I was like, okay, I've never done this. I'm nervous. I'm coming out of COVID. So I'm also like socially, we're all weird. Um, you know, and I had, I, I wanted to learn how to like go on dates. I knew I didn't want a trauma bond. So I knew I didn't want to, like, I had to figure out how to talk about when people ask me about my family. Like, there is no family. Like, so I had to learn how to kind of keep it light and be, like, kind of vague. Oh, at I first. see. You didn't want to do it, what yeah. you and I are doing right now. No, but, like, this is different. I know what I'm <laughs> yes, here to talk to you it. about this, but, like, I no. get it. I get it. But, like, again, and, and so I had to learn. It's a boundary. Yeah. It's I had to thing. learn how to, yeah. to, and I had a very good friend who was, who likes going, who loves dating. And she was so helpful. And she was like, Arden, Go on a date a week with it. Like, just go on a date a week. Don't do more than that. It'll be overwhelming. But go on a date a week mm-hmm. um, and just see if you have fun. Just start out with just like the first couple of dates to see if you have fun. Perfect. And see if you like them. Mm-hmm. And like figure out what your outfits are. Figure out where you want to go. Are you a coffee date? Are you a drink date? Are you a walk date? Are you a meal date? Like um, figure out just how to go talk to people so that when you actually do really like somebody and you're a little activated, you have some like – 10,000 hours of practice under your belt yeah. with people that you're not necessarily so chemically jangled by that you can learn how to talk. And, and so the activated part is where people get into trouble, right, with the lightning bolts. They're like, ah. And the lightning bolts, if you're a co, usually come from the past. 
echoes of the past. And I, they can be okay. You can have some of that, but it's when it's really lightning bolts, it's a problem. I've never been that version of that. I've never been that. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yes, that's not me. It's a common thing. Yes, I. that's not me. I was more like lightning bolts. You know what? I'm gonna. You're never going to see me again. Oh. I, yeah, yeah. Lightning I, bolts would scare you, overwhelm you. Lightning bolts, I didn't, I think growing up, I didn't have enough confidence. So no, I was never in a mesh. I was like very independent. Uh. I was, I was, I would, I was just, you know, I don't want to get hurt. I'm not going to do this. Like I was never, I was never in a, I, I did not go from boyfriend. It's the other extreme. I'm the other. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So, um, you just, you acted it all out with women. Um, yeah, I would say my most complicated relationships were with my female yeah, friendships. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like the kissing bandit, but I never slept around because I was so afraid I was going to get diseases. Like, and, and. Sorry, I was a part of that chorus. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's yeah. what led to the COVID stuff, too. To yeah. That same strategy, but did not work in this, was not appropriate for this, this epidemic. So that was, you know, I definitely, um, it, for me, it was learning how to like, actually let people in and mm. not just not just run away like I if it. i liked somebody actually showing that i liked them because i used to just let people pick me because they liked me and then they would capture me and i didn't know how to get out you know this whole uh, by the way i'm trying to get you out of here in about five minutes i, I know you've got to go okay. so, so we're, we're we're getting close here <laughs> but but uh the i didn't christina p t- mentioned this to me the other day and it was something i did not know about women that they have this extreme um uh, gratification by being picked Oh, and I would never heard that before. She goes, "You want to be the the you're you're the one that somebody picks." Oh, and I thought, "Oh, that's an interesting." I never thing. thought of that. Right? Huh? Is, did you did you have some of that? No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't have that. In fact, I'd be horrified that I got picked and I didn't know how to get out of it. Well, that's I figured that. Had yeah, that no, kind no, of thing no. It was more. I think because I was like it's similar to some of the gals. I'm fun. I make people feel good about themselves. I'm a good cheerleader and like. I felt some in some ways like people would pick me like a drug, like make me feel good. I was somebody's Prozac. You know what I mean? Well, now I'm feeling guilty because that's why I was hoping you would do for me today. <laughs> and, you, and you have done so. And you have done well, so. Well, I, I have a strong – I've got a hard out, so it all works out. <laughs> you have to leave me? <laughs> that's really funny. You think Vanderpump Rules is messy now? It's always been messy. I'm Jax Taylor, the OG Pump Rules villain. And I'm Brittany Cartwright, wife of the OG villain. And we've got a new podcast, When Reality Hits. We'll definitely be talking about Vanderpump Rules, past and present, and oh my, scandal. And you'll get a look at what life is like for us now as we figure out marriage and parenthood. Little cruisy. And friendships. And definitely feuds. It's our real reality, with and without cameras. And sometimes with special guests like our celeb friends, former castmates, and other veterans of reality TV. So listen to and follow When Reality Hits with us, Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright. At Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, but like, yeah, so that was like, it was like allowing myself to learn like that I could depend on somebody else. Like I, I've always, you know, I've always taken care of myself. I was, I, I was raised to not depend on anybody. So it was like learning how to soften enough to be like, no, you can let people in. You can depend on people You know, it's interesting. I'm having a thought that it's, it's just an observation that if, um, because I see my stuff in you, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, if we had dated 30 years ago or something, yeah. it would have been confusing to me yeah. if you didn't oh, glom, on. glom in. Because yeah. be, that's what I'd be afraid of and expecting. Oh, yeah. And yes. sort of been unable to – and by the way, unable to control. Yes. It would just – Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of guys tell me that they appreciate that. Yeah. It would, it would be actually – for me back in those days, uh, it would have been confusing. I think it is – I think it is or, still – Or even hurt. I would have been hurt. Maybe. I think – But it would have been good. I <laughs> think it's – I think it's yeah. I've had I've had people tell me actually that they appreciate. Yeah, I that. get that. No, I totally get it. <laughs> Even my ex, like we didn't get married, we didn't get engaged for six years. And well, he, but now you're fully, you know, different. I, no, no, but he told me, yeah, but I was still already in recovery then. Like I, we had a very healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah, like that. 
you know, it was set up after I'd already done the work. Mm. And um, he was a good guy. And, and he told me he appreciated when we got engaged that I'd never once asked about getting married. I never once asked for a ring. I never asked about, you know, I don't know. He was like, he told me he appreciated the lack of pressure. And, and clinging, yeah. Yeah, because he was the one that wanted to move in. I was like, I'm not playing house. Yeah. No, you can, I'm not going to. I can pay for myself. I don't need to talk about fight over the dishes. So, like, yeah, I think it was confounding to him that I was like, I don't know. You can keep your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We have to wrap up. Let's, Am I confusing you? Not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. But, but yeah. you're, that's intrigue you're seeing. Oh, and, yeah. 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 And, and I, I like it. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Thanks. And congratulations. And that's Thank sort of you. always how I felt about you is like I, I could see the stuff because yeah. I could feel it. Yes. And, and I thought, oh, this this she she has something to share here because other people need to learn this stuff. Well, I would say this. Um, there are play, like if you find that you're drawn to somebody that you want like a fixer upper or somebody that if you're if you're drawn to just dating potential and things like that. To learn how to keep or, or, or excitement, yes, it's the same thing. How to keep the focus on yourself? There, Alan on may or may not. I've heard something like that. Something could be like that. And by the way, I, I can say it. Twelve step recovery programs for yeah. parents are amazing. Therapy can be amazing. CBT yeah. can be amazing. All yes. the above can be I've amazing. Done, I've done CBT. I even did EMDR after my mom died, and mm. that was really helpful. Like of yeah, I think I'm I you know there's there's I always I always distinguish between like a recovery and a full recovery. Yeah, and I always believe that real full recovery requires some professionally managed intervention to kind of get at the stuff you can't get at on your own. Well, that was like the stuff with my mom. It was like okay. You know, her loss, the loss of her, it's actually today was the day. It was four years ago today. Mm, sorry. Thank you. And like that, it was so giant that I was like, let me bring in the, let me get, bring in the paid guns for this one. Like, let me bring in, nobody needs to help me that's not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, a, this loss is so giant. And, um, and yeah, like that you, you know, it's helpful. And then again, when my marriage, like during COVID, when my marriage, I realized like, oh, this is more than COVID. Like, I brought in, like, therapy again it was like just that just for yourself just like just so you have somebody to talk to to even just sort out you know even though it was uncomfortable like I'm, i want to be in till i'm out i want to give this a go like maybe there is a chance that this will work like i want to be in till i'm out and see is that i can come in a loving manner so that even if it doesn't work i'm still going out with dignity and grace we will have to leave it there with <laughs> dignity and grace thank you dr drew rosepodcast.vodka April 15th at the Bell House, April 14th at Union Hall. I may be in New York. <gasps> you I, should come. Oh, I definitely will come. They're so, both are going to be so fun. Where's the Bell House? It, they're both in Brooklyn. They're both are, Netflix what, does a bunch of specials there. What part of Brooklyn? Um, the one, Union Hall is in uh, Park Slope, and um, Bell House, I believe, is in Gowanus, which is kind of near Park Slope. I don't but, know where that is. But it's like they've done a bunch, like Netflix does a lot of specials at those two venues. And Park Slope so, is very, very nice. It's, so it's really yeah, fun. So. Bell House is like a big venue. Union Hall is more intimate, and they're really fun. And the Maisel, do they have a release date for that yet? They don't. Uh, I'm sure they'll be enraged that I said it, but what are you going to do? Well, what did you say? You didn't say anything. You, I didn't say anything. You just said you're in it. I That's think I'm all. not supposed to say I'm in it, but here we really? are. Really? I think so. That's ridiculous. I'm but, so okay. proud of it. I'm excited. You should be. Yeah. And, and I'm jealous. And yeah. they, do you know that they, they wrap everything? Juno, can you talk about that? Yes, it's all done. It's all wrapped. It's okay. all done. All right. Or don't be so long in between. Oh, my God. Thanks for inviting like, me, Dr. It's been like 15 or 20 years. Not 20 years. Well, it's been 15. 15. 15. Yeah. That's too long. That's too long. All right. I'll see you okay, soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. See you all next okay, time. Okay. Bye. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couples retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free.